Yo, what is up, everybody? My name is Nate, the host of the Kings of CONCACAF podcast, and today we're going to be talking about the starting lineup for the U.S. men's national team. Um, and this is kind of what I believe to be as the best starting lineup um, and a lineup that I think should be um, kind of the lock for now um, until proven otherwise. So to start in the back at the goalkeeper, I think that um, there's a little bit of controversy here with who should be the number one um, choice goalkeeper. For me, it's um, definitely still Zach Steffen. And why I say that is because he has proven himself in the MLS. Um, He proved himself in Germany and he has not necessarily quite proved himself in, in England for Man City just because he hasn't played that much. But today, um, this morning, it's Saturday the 16th. He started for Man City in the league and held a clean sheet. So that's a good start. Um, obviously, I don't think he's ever really going to take um, Ederson's starting job, but I think that he's more talented than Matt Turner is um, at that goalkeeper position, but I don't think it's that far off. And this is one of the positions that I wouldn't necessarily mind if Matt Turner is the starter, but I think that Zach Steffen is um, is is the number one choice for, for me, that is. Um, so moving to the back line, Anthony Robinson, left back, and I've talked about this before, and I believe that um, there is no one even remotely close to Anthony Robinson. I think probably our second choice for left back right now is um, George Bello, which is kind of um, sad, honestly, because George Bello has not looked good at all. So that's something to think about. Um, but I think Anthony Robinson has looked extremely well in these past two camps, and he's miles ahead of his competition. Moving to left center back, I have John Brooks. I know he had a lot of criticism. I know that he has looked um, uninspired when he plays. I know he's looked a little sloppy when he plays, but this is a guy that has proven himself many times to be a great center back. And I think in this case, experience does play a role. Obviously, for a lot of cases, um, experience does not matter. But I do think that John Brooks, his experience definitely does help us um, because he knows what it's like to play in CONCACAF and play in big games. I mean, he is one of two people in the roster that's ever played in the World Cup. So I think that definitely plays a part. Um, so I will say John Brooks is probably the only player that I'd listen to an argument saying that experience um, matters because. He um, has a lot of experience in CONCACAF, and he also has a lot of experience playing in in Europe. He's one of the guys on the team that's never played in the MLS, so all he knows is the Bundesliga, which is a top five league in the world, probably. Um, I don't don't know where you would classify it within competition, but it's definitely not fifth in the the top five. So um, that's someone that I think has to be that, that starting left center back role. I will say... Um, I think that after 2022, I don't know 
if he is necessarily going to be a lock for that spot, just because we do have Chris Richards coming up, um, who played really well in this window. We have Mark McKenzie, who's still really young. We have Miles Robinson, who I believe is the other starter right now. Um, so we have a we have a decent amount of you know young center backs. Even have Justin Che, who is kind of be coming up in a couple of years. He hasn't officially committed to the United States, and he also does have experience playing right back. But I do think that he can play center back. So I think that John Brooks um, is a, a lock starter, but I don't know for how much longer. And we could even see him not being a lock starter um, in in a window or two. Maybe by by the beginning of 2022, he might have lost that that starting spot which I'm not necessarily against as long as it's as he's replaced by someone that is a really good center back. Um, and whether that be Chris Richards, whether that be Mark McKenzie, it just kind of depends on who's playing well. I don't, I don't really think that he should be, should be kept in the starting lineup because of his experience. I think it helps us, but if there's someone coming in that plays better, I think his experience is, um, is wiped out. Now, I will say the only reason why I don't have Chris Richards above him right now is is because of ex- is his experience. Because John Brooks is a very good center back and he has a, that experience. Chris Richards is a very good center back, but he doesn't have that experience. That is the only case that I'll say that experience matters when it's the same skill level plus experience. Um, and then moving on to the other center back is Miles Robinson. For me, Miles Robinson has um, impressed me a lot. Miles Robinson did not have a great game um, against uh, Panama or um, uh, honestly, I guess, yeah, I mean, he, uh, it's hard to say. I mean, I think he played well. Wait, am I, I can't remember if he, I think there was one game he didn't start. I can't remember if it was against Panama or because whatever. The point is. He's played well um, over the past three, four months with the national team. I think he has deserved the the right to earn that um, starting center back role. And then moving to the right back. Dest is like Robinson. He's a lock for that starting, that right back role. I don't think there's anyone even remotely close. I think that Joe Scali is someone that could maybe overtaken one day but I I doubt it. I mean I really I really doubt it. There's a lot of people that love Joe Scally and I am one of them. I really hope that Joe Scally gets called into camp. I was upset when he didn't get called into camp in October, but I think that um it's almost impossible for someone to overtake Dest unless something drastic happens or if Scally becomes uh you know an unbelievable talent. I think he has a lot of potential. But I think that Dest is one of our best players on the entire, you know, field. He does so much with the ball at his feet. He can pass well. He can dribble well. He can even shoot well. We've seen the two goals he's scored. We're both bangers. So um, I don't really think that Scally will p- pass him. I think that um, since Scally has the versatility and Dest has the versatility, we might end up seeing one of the two of them. Um Either Dest moves to left back, Scally plays right back, or um, Scally moves to the left and 
Death stays on the right, but I don't think it'll be anytime soon just because of how well Robinson has played and how well Death has played. So I think both of the outside back spots are pretty much um, locked for, for quite some time. All right, moving into the midfield. Um, this is almost like I don't even have to say it. Obviously, the six um, is, is locked. Tyler Adams, there is no one that is... Going, that is even remotely close to him and his level. Um, Kellen Acosta is not the answer. He um, is the most inconsistent player, I think, on the national team. And that's probably the only reason that he's still um, get called into camp because he has really great games. He he plays like he deserves to be in, in the team sometimes when he plays. And he sometimes plays like he doesn't even deserve to play a single minute or get called in. So I think his upside is what's making him still be in, in the roster. But I think that he won't be in the roster long if we're able to um, find a secondary number six um, to back up Adams. Whether that be, um, oh, not to Sally if he starts to play or if that's Johnny Cordosa or if it's James Sands or Busio or or whoever it is. Um, but I don't, for now, I think Kellen Acosta deserves to be in in their roster, but that's solely based on the fact that we don't really have uh, an option um, to, to back up Adams besides him. Then the midfield. Um, not, I mean, moving up in the midfield to central midfielders, not defensive midfielders. This is where um, I've had a little bit of trouble you know picking who should be in the midfield right now i have weston and musa playing as the eights but here's my um my thinking with this weston uh, is a fantastic player and he has that leadership skill he has the energy there um and he is a veteran-ish. It's crazy to say someone's 23 is a veteran in the squad, but I think that um, he is he's a fantastic player. Obviously, the scandal happened. He didn't have a great window, but I think that the recency bias with him is, is negative, and lots of people after this window are talking about how they would rather have him not start um, from like here on out. And have Geo play a 10 role. But this is my problem with that. Geo can play on the wing. And Weston is very valuable to us. So I don't think that Geo playing the 10 is necessarily our best interest right now. Obviously, we've seen how good Geo can be at the 10 with Dortmund. But also, you have Holland, who is arguably the best striker in the world right now. Him and Lewa are top two, and um, they're both exceptional. And honestly, I don't think Holland is that far behind uh, Lewandowski. And I would even listen to an argument that Holland is better just because of his insane finishing ability. And also, he's on a worse team and scoring just as many goals. Obviously, Borussia Dortmund's not that much worse, but in in the Bayern lineup, you have world-class passers passing to you at all times, whereas in Dortmund, you have potentially world-class guys like Jude Bellingham and 
you know, Gio Reyna, but I don't think Borussia is nearly um, at that level just because their squad is very young and they're still learning. Whereas you have Goretzka and you have Kimmich and you have Muller, these guys that are have proven them proven themselves and are the most elite midfielders in the world passing to Lewandowski. So that being said to, you know, reel it back in, I think Weston deserves to be in the starting lineup still. I think Gio can still be very dangerous as a winger. We've seen him be very dangerous as a winger for the national team. So I think he can still be acting as a winger. And if need be, we can have, a f- like a diamond midfield and Gio can drop into that number 10 role and then Pepe and Pulisic can, can play a dual striker role role if need be. I don't really like Pulisic as a striker just because of the fact that he is not a striker. He doesn't play like a striker. He plays like a winger or he, Pulisic could even play the 10 if he needed to. Um, So for me, Gio is on the wing, Weston's in the midfield, and then the other midfielder is Musa. He proved to the whole world just about that he deserves to have that starting spot alongside Weston because of how well he played. He played better than Weston McKinney. Um, He played, I don't know if I could say better than Tyler Adams in the midfield, just because Tyler Adams is an animal and he does so much for us that it's it's like kind of hard to say that Musa played better just because Musa looked like he may have played better because he you know if he was taking guys on he was carrying the ball up the field whereas Tyler Adams he just runs around and does everything that you wouldn't necessarily see um because he's you know tracking off the ball getting the ball where in tough areas whereas Musa he's getting the ball with some space and he can drive forward so it's kind of hard to say who necessarily played better but I I think Musa played extremely well. Um, all right, so I already kind of talked about the attacking um, third of the lineup. Um, so, like I said, Pulisic on the wing, Reyna on the wing, and then obviously to finish it out, Pepe as a striker. Now, this is a problem that we have as I will quote problem is that Brendan Aronson arguably deserves a starting spot. He has played so well for the national team over the past um, couple of months. He scored, he's assisted. He has um, tracked guys down that are on defense. He's won the ball. He's put in tackles. He's played with so high energy and played so well that you think he deserves a starting role. But who is left out of the starting lineup in order that he can play? And that's where we have this issue where it's like, should Brendan Aronson play? Because he has played so well. But also, do you bench Pulisic? Do you bench Weston? Do you bench Reyna so that he can play? And that's where I just simply don't know. I think I'm a huge Brendan Aronson fan, as um, many of you I'm sure know. But at the same time, is Brendan Aronson better than Pulisic? Is Brendan Aronson better than Reyna? Is Brendan Aronson better than Weston or Musa? So those are the you know four players that um, 
would be potentially left out in order that Aronson would start. Um, and right now, I don't necessarily think that is the case. The My first choice player that would be um, replaced for Aronson would probably be Musa. And I know he had such a great um, October camp, but he hasn't quite proven himself quite like Aronson. He has less caps than Aronson, and um, they're both young. And I think that Aronson has proved himself just a little bit more just because he has assisted, he's scored, he's gotten in, um, he's basically saved the U.S. Men's National Team quite a few points in the past two windows. So I think that if I were to have to pick, it would be Musa just because he hasn't quite proven himself like like, um, Aronson has. And also um, he hasn't proven himself as much as the other Three guys like Pulisic, Weston, or Reyna. Um, but it's a great problem to have. Uh, same with with Tim Weah. I mean, the fact that Tim Weah might never really have a starting spot with the, the national team is, is crazy to me because of how talented that he is. And if he never really starts with the national team, um, I wouldn't be that surprised just because of how much talent we have. Um, we also have Conrad. Um, that can play on the wing. So, and we even have Musa can play on the wing as well. So, it's it's a problem. It's a bad problem to have that we have so much talent. Um, but for me, that that twelfth man, um, is Aronson. He is the first person off the bench. Always, except for obviously an injury. If there was an injury, but Aronson has lost his spot as a starter. As I much as I hate to say that. He lost his spot to a starter just because of circumstantially how much talent they have on the wings. So um, we'll see how Mexico pans out. And I think it's Jamaica in the second game, how that game pans out. See if he gets gets the nod or if Greg kind of just plays um, his his favorites again and plays a bunch of the MLS players. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But I'm hoping that this... um, starting lineup we can see um in in November. So yeah, um I guess I'll highlight Pepe a little bit. There's not really much that I need to say because everyone knows how much he's um impressed for the past two months. Um so Pepe's Pepe's an animal. He is um very talented. He knows how to score. He knows he has the nose for for goal as as you can you can say. Um, so I think Pepe is, is locked for that, for that striker spot. I think that, um, Pepe Robinson and Dest are, uh, and Adams are the four guys that there is no competition for their starting role. I think from, from now, from now on, um, because there's not really a solid number two choice when it comes to the striker position. I mean, you have. Hoppy, who hasn't proven himself with the national... I mean, he played well in the Gold Cup, but also the you know level of play isn't nearly as high in the Gold Cup. Um, he hasn't really gotten any time for Mallorca, so he hasn't really proven himself that he deserves to be a starter for the national team. Um, you have Josh Sargent, who 
had a very rough game this morning um, uh, against Brighton. Um, we're not going to go into that too much just because, I mean, I'm sure if you, you were following the game, you knew um, he had one to forget, but he's still young. He still has a lot to learn. I'm hoping for the best for him. I'm hoping he can bounce back and play well and um, start scoring goals, start assisting goals, and I'm hoping Norwich can start to play better and that they don't get relegated um, and uh, he can kind of find that form again. Um, let's see. For, for strikers, obviously you have Zardes, I guess, but I don't, I'm not a big fan of Zardes at all, as I'm sure many of you are not. Um, PFOC. So... So yeah, um, so yeah, that's my that's my starting lineup. I think that um, there shouldn't be too much changes in my opinion. There's a couple guys that I wouldn't necessarily be overly upset if they weren't in the starting lineup. That would be the two center backs. They're kind of interchange interchangeable with um, interchangeable, may I say, um, with some of the other center backs. Um, Musa, I wouldn't mind seeing um, off if Aronson got the start. But honestly, if any sort of combination of players um, of these, any com- combination of these 11 players in a starting lineup, I think would be good. I wouldn't mind to see Aaron's in a starting lineup. I wouldn't mind to see Chris Richards in a starting lineup. I wouldn't see, mind to see Tim Weah. Um, I wouldn't mind to see Busio. I wouldn't mind to see De La Torre. Um, Conrad, there's a couple of guys that I wouldn't mind to see, but I think... This lineup that I have mentioned is our perfect lineup. This is the lineup that I think if the World Cup final was tomorrow and we were in it, I think this is the lineup that I would think suits us best. Um, so, so yeah, um, let me know what you guys think. That's all I have to say for now. Um, thank you so much for watching or for listening, I should say, um, or watching if you're if you're on YouTube, but. Um, thanks so much for listening. This is the Kings of CONCACAF podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I will talk to you next time.